Hey, welcome. This is Michelle from Irvine Moms. I'm a boy mom, homeschooling mama, and a mompreneur. Welcome to Mom's Time Out Podcast. Weekly, we'll be bringing you guests who are going to be talking about topics that matter to you. So thank you for joining. Pull up a chair, put those headphones on, and join us weekly. Thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Tanisha Lyons-Porter, a professional organizer. This week's episode is brought to you by Natural Born Organizers. No judgment, I'm here to help. You can reach me at 310-986-2153. Yeah, I think sometimes people get scared of working with a dietitian because they feel like they might restrict them more. And if anybody, dietitian, doctor, restricts you and doesn't talk about like reintroducing foods, that's a red flag. That that should not happen. <laughs> Feel like a rock star when you leave the bathroom? Yes, you heard that right. Amanda Sasuedo is the holy grail of nutritionists, yay, who focuses on the not so fun gut health. We're so excited to speak with her. She loves to be thought of as your mindful gut mentor. This fun-loving, quirky woman is a registered dietitian and gut health nutritionist, pizza enthusiast, awesome, and in her own words, your pal in all things poop related. Amanda has been seen on Bustle, Pop Sugar, and the list. We're so excited to introduce you to her. Please welcome Amanda. Hey, Amanda. Hi. How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. How are things going on your end? Uh, you know, just getting hot already. <laughs> things are warming up. <laughs> it's pretty humid out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm like, wow, it just, it, so, yeah, I'm like, I need to tie my hair up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that you have some time to talk to us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to chat. I love talking about food, obviously. <laughs> Perfect. I know being a gut health nutritionist is so specific and really interesting. What led you to that profession? Yeah. So originally I decided to become, started, I didn't start out with gut health initially. Initially it was literally, I love food, knew I always wanted to talk about food and wanted a career where I was like, oh, I could get paid talking about food. And <laughs> that's how I found out about becoming a dietitian. And then how it transitioned into gut health was having, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, was having family members who've had like digestive issues and I've had some of my own issues and that was really kind of what led me to moving more towards gut health. So what are the most common questions that you receive on gut health? Hmm, Okay, so I think the most like form or like variation of a question that I see and get quite a bit is like, is blank food good for your gut? Is dairy good for your gut or wheat good for your gut or sugar? Like some form of that question. And always my answer is your gut is unique. Therefore, your gut friendly foods are unique. So what works or doesn't work for a friend may or may not work for you. So I really try to make one of my core messages being that, you know, everyone is literally individual. Therefore, your nutrition needs and your foods are going to be individual as well. Yes, that leads me to my next question, which is, especially nowadays, how we're sort of eating the consumption 
of our food tends to be high in salt, mm -hmm. sugar, and fat. Mm -hmm. How does that typical way of eating really affect our gut health? And what should we, we be aware of when we're shopping? Yeah. Okay. Um, so kind of going to the, the first part of it. Yeah. So the standard kind of diet, like what they call the, the sad diet, right? The standard American diet isn't always the most nutritious <laughs> lifestyle or way to eat. And you'll find to, um, I don't know, you might have noticed this as, you know, when you were young, you could maybe eat anything and everything and you wouldn't feel gross or bad and it would just be fine. You'd live your life. Ooh, a really good example is like alcohol. Like when you're younger, alcohol, you're probably fine. You know, maybe had a little bit of a hangover, you're good to go. And then you might notice now as you get older, like eh, things are a little different. So what I find is, you know, really kind of recognizing how food affects your mood. And when we eat all foods that aren't so full of the vitamins and things like that that we need, it, we, we do start to see a direct impact on, on how we feel, both mentally and physically. So when you're at the grocery store, some things to look at. This is a really good, um, I guess a good tip that I use for myself that you can apply to the grocery store, you can apply to just every day is I think back to, um, um, if I imagine like everything I ate yesterday, so you just like sit for a second and picture in your head everything you ate yesterday. If you were to break up all of the food you ate into different food, all the different food groups, like you had your protein, your veggies, your fruits, your, your starchy foods, put it into one big plate, would half of your choices have been fruits and vegetables? That's like the goal. And so when you're going to the grocery store, a really easy way to kind of, you know, achieve that goal is taking a look at what's in your cart and really trying to fill it with fruits and vegetables, things like that, because I think that is a good place to start is like, what can I add to my diet versus takeaway? Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, no, it's great because it's an easy transition towards creating those healthier eating habits, right? To kind of have that visual. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm a very visual person. I always try to like think back to like examples, you know, myself or other people have had. Yeah, so, you know, you touched on a point about, you know, vitamins and how we're not able to break down the foods from maybe when we were younger mm -hmm. to as we grow up. Yeah. So is that something that we need to also think about incorporating some supplements? And there's so much out there. How do we sort of know <laughs> the difference yeah. between what is, good for us mm -hmm. and not and also to introduce to our families because we're shopping for our kiddos mm -hmm. and so we want to make sure that we're sort yeah. of modeling the same behavior that i think what you said at the very end is so important um you know modeling modeling that behavior there's so much power in of that like that of in of itself i think is so powerful and i think the best way to model that behavior is really just emphasizing food is is my philosophy like food first supplements can have their place you know you can definitely take like a, a multivitamin i remember my grandma being like here's your flintstone vitamin did you get those i got those i did i did yeah. <laughs> do they even have those anymore i don't know but i hated getting the orange ones like those are the worst the tart. yeah yeah <laughs> I remember when my grandma would come to watch us, she would like find the dusty old bottle of, you know, Flintstone vitamins and, and make me right. take one. 
Uh-huh. Were those even good for you now that you look back, now that you've studied nutritionists? Do you ever, have you ever, I'm just curious, have you ever just kind of peeked to see if those were you know even good? I haven't. I have not, to be completely honest. I think I've just got, I don't know why that memory just came to my head right now, but I kind of forgot about that, quite honestly. So no, I haven't even looked at the bottle. I, I don't even know if they make them. Um, I'm sure they still do. I feel like those are like classic. They don't go away. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, okay. So like multis, you can definitely take a multi if you want. But I think it's so important, especially as a kid, especially as an adult, to really look to um, what you're eating as the first source of your vitamins and minerals and and modeling and, and showing your kid like, all the different things you ate. I I worked at a school um, during my internship and I was on the lunch line and I noticed that if one kid, one kid said, ew, that looked gross. Guess what happened? Like Mm. no other kid after that kid, you know, would grab whatever food, you know, that person said looked gross. And so that's why I think the modeling, like you said, is so important because if they see their caregiver, their parent trying different things, being excited to try different things, getting involved, you know, getting your kid involved in the cooking or the prepping, that can be so, so powerful for an adult because I work mostly with adults, but it's funny because they will tell me, you know, I grew up eating this or I grew up being forced to eat this and now I don't eat it, you know, and they have all these, um, sometimes they have these, you know, bad memories about it. And, you know, it's not no fault of their parent, you know, their parent wasn't doing it with ill intent. So I think that modeling and being excited about food can be really, really helpful. Yeah. I just get so excited talking about that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, I think there's just so much to touch on, especially mm-hmm. with gut health yeah. that I noticed with just people in my family mm-hmm. and recent it's been sort of a conversation of you know topics of where if you're going to go out to eat yeah. oh I, I every time you know gosh every time I've gone to that restaurant I've gotten sick mm-hmm. or you know I have to mm-hmm. stay away from cheese now mm-hmm. but you know so how has that ch- changed with our food and how careful and cautious do we have to be mm-hmm. in how we're eating like when we're eating out so um trying to think like which part of that question do I want to <laughs> hit first? I feel like there's just so many different things I could hit. Like the, the thing you mentioned too about cheese, I, I want to point out something there. As we get older, like our ability to break down lactose, which, you know, is the sugar in um, milk products, just it degrades. And so I say lactose intolerance start to happen as you get older and that just it age (laughs) is just kind of a big factor there. So that's really common. I see with dairy, people just start to develop a lactose intolerance. They're like, oh, that piece of pizza didn't uh, sit well with me. Or, you know, they find themselves having to run to the bathroom. So with eating out, I guess, let me, let me kind of flip it and ask like, you know, what, like repeat your question again. I'm trying to think of how I want to approach it. Yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, when you, if it may not be obvious to a person Mm -hmm. that you're suffering from Mm. gut, I guess, I guess in short, what are the red flags when you go, Hey, something is off here because when I'm eating, Mm -hmm. what should we be paying attention to when we know we need to see someone like you? 
Okay, so like when is the point where this is like, oh, just yeah. a little bit versus like, no, I need to have someone take a take a look at this. Because if you're eating something, yeah. mm-hmm. you, hey, you've been fine maybe the last couple of months, but now like you said, right? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's age mm-hmm. or maybe with mm-hmm. like little ones, mm-hmm. if there's something off, what are signs that we mm-hmm. as parents mm-hmm. first question is like, you know, mm-hmm. what are signs mm-hmm. that we can spot mm-hmm. for our kids? And then for ourselves too, when we finally know like, hey, this yeah. is time for us to kind of, you know, reach out to Amanda. Yeah. So I think a good um, kind of way to differentiate versus like, uh, you know, when's the point that it might cross the line to go see, you know, Amanda, like a dietitian or, you know, a health professional is let's say you go out to eat or you're eating in general, doesn't even need to, you know, necessarily be going out to eat. Um, if you notice some, especially because I obviously focus right on gut health, if you find a really common thing that I have, people come to me for is like bloating and constipation. Mm-hmm. So bloating, for example, uh, you know, if you had like a large meal and your tummy, your stomach just feels a little extended and it goes away and it's not painful and that's it. That's fine. You know, I, I want to point out like, <clears throat> excuse me, small things like that where it's not painful. Um, you kind of know what the cause was and it goes away. Like that's normal. We all get a little bloated time to time. Not a big deal. But when things start to t- change, when you might want to reach out to a dietitian, is, for example, when things are painful like this, you like gas is another one. Sometimes we get a little bit of gas, but like if the gas is painful, if it's like feels trapped, um, you, I really encourage people to like, try to get to know, I feel like everyone kind of knows what their body is like and what it feels like. And a good way to also help you is a food diary. This can also help too if you have a little one who maybe has like a food sensitivity or food intolerance, <clears throat> or you might suspect a food allergy. You know, all of these things can be common as the, as the child gets older. A food diary can be really helpful for both the doctor and the dietitian to have like a record of how you've been eating. And also recording your any symptoms you might be feeling, you know, whether it's digestive symptoms or maybe their skin. Skin's another one, especially when you're younger, they might feel like a, like eczema or they're breaking out, things like that. Writing what you're feeling and the food you're eating to help find patterns to what food could be triggering those things can be really, really helpful. So if you do suspect that, hey, something's not right here, I'm not quite sure, I would start keeping a food diary and really encourage someone to reach out. If if you kind of know, like, like literally a gut feeling, like, no, this isn't right, <laughs> um, to to reach out. And I, I, I really encourage people to, unfortunately, you have to be like your own best advocate sometimes, you know, the, with especially with the doctor and, and the short time frame, you're able to see them. But I think a food diary can be really, really helpful. So when someone is going to go see you, yeah, what is that like? What is that process like, that journey? And how long do you work together with your, your is it client or patient? Yeah, I like to call them client. I feel like patient is so mm-hmm. clinical. <laughs> it just feels like, uh, I don't know. Anyways, I, I call them my clients. And so I usually work with them over a three-month period of time. So usually when someone comes see me, I either do one of two ways. So right now I've paused on taking one-on-one because I'm actually running a group program right now. 
But with uh, when I see people one on one, it usually starts with a pretty thorough assessment. I see them for like 75 minutes. <laughs> a long time, um, really going over their health history. That's another thing that I think can be um, very important to share with your provider, but also can be really helpful for yourself. And one of the questions that I ask people is like, when did this start for you? You know, when did things start to change? Because maybe there was like a, a trip they took or um, a stressor that happened in their life that could be one of the triggers to to how they're feeling now. So I really like to dive into the history of how, you know, they've progressed through through their health with whatever area that I'm looking at. So, you know, developing a timeline for yourself can be really helpful. And that's what I'm doing in the first session, helping to develop a timeline of how things have developed, looking at what's going on now. One of the questions that I always ask people is if I was, you know, a genie or if I, you know, could grant you three wishes in regards to your health, what would those three wishes be? Because I like to work with people with what, you know, what they want to focus in on. You know, what I might find important isn't maybe a, a huge, um, you know, maybe not one of their top priorities. So I like to look at what their top priorities are. I give them my feedback on what I think is important and I help to meet them where they're at, really work with where they're at. And then usually what I do is I focus in a lot on food sensitivity testing and I'll do blood tests to figure out what foods that might be triggering some of their digestive symptoms. And it could be anything. Like I said, it could be, it could be chicken, it could be potatoes, um, anything like that. And I do a personalized elimination diet followed up with a reintroduction. And then um, the goal end goal for my clients is for them to have reduced digestive issues while eating lots of food that they enjoy and that their gut enjoys as well. Well, that sounds like such a relief, right? To them yeah. too. To be yeah. To kind of transition to like a, a normal-ish lifestyle that they can embrace. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes people get scared of working with a dietitian because they feel like they might restrict them more. And if anybody, dietitian, doctor restricts you and doesn't talk about like reintroducing foods, that's a red flag. That that should not happen. Okay. Well, good. Good tip there. You yeah. have um, a gut health meal plan on your website. Yeah. Is that open to to just your your clients or to everybody oh yeah and mm -hmm. and how does that how do you usually format that in terms of uh making it user friendly for people not to be intimidated Is yeah that that they could just dive into? so that's a good question so anybody can get it um it's on 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 my website for 19 dollars, and it's a four-week rotating plan honestly you guys i tell people don't use it like as you know, this is exactly what I have to eat on Monday for lunch and I can't deviate. I like to tell people it is think of it like a training wheels on a bicycle, you know, when you're like getting your kid to learn how to ride a bike and you put the little training wheels on to kind of give them the support that they need until they're comfortable. That's how I view the meal plan. It is think of it more like there to support you, to give you ideas when you're scratching your head, like, what am I going to make for dinner again? Especially now when everybody is making dinner, like all the time. Um, 
I like to think of it as a resource of recipes that you know are going to be nutritious that um, you can easily scale up and down. So the software that I use allows you to increase the amount of servings and it'll increase all the portions that you need for each ingredient, which is pretty cool. So you don't have to worry about doing math. You can even uh, customize it, switch things out, take things in, put things in. You have access to my recipe box. It'll give you grocery lists if you want it. So you can really do the most with it, but you can also just pick and choose what you, you'd like to use or do. That's fantastic. That's great. So it's a really easy guide to kind of try out, right? And then yeah. see from then um, make an appointment to, to see you. So where can we find you? Can you let our, our audience know your website? Yeah. You talked about, um, you mentioned your group classes. Can you sort of, you know, plug mm -hmm. everything that you're up to and where yeah. we can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on my website. It's amandasauceda.com. It's A-M-A-N-D-A-S-A-U-C-E-D-A.com. <laughs> and um, But I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's probably one of the easiest ways to find me. And you can find me at guthealth.nutritionist on Instagram. I feel free to DM me if you're like, hey, Amanda, I'd love for you to do a post on blah, blah, blah. Like I always try to make posts based off what you guys want to see. So don't hesitate to reach out to me there. Uh, I also, um, I do see people one-on-one. -on -one. Like I said, I, I kind of paused on seeing people one-on-one. -on -one, so but generally I have what I call my 90-day uh, gut reset, and that is when you're going to be doing food sensitivity testing with me with an elimination diet followed up with the reintroduction. To, and that's really geared for people that have irritable bowel syndrome is really um, the, the core people that I work with who've had like a lot of gut issues, maybe more diarrhea prominent or constipation prominent, or, or maybe they alternate. But right now I um, am running my 40 day gut reset, which is my group gut program. So, you know, with COVID, <laughs> things, uh, things just change, right? And so I started um, doing this group program a little sooner than I thought I was going to. This was on my agenda, just not so soon, but now here it is. And I'm in the second week and it's really cool. And it's based off of my mindful gut method, which is a combination of mindfulness with gut health. So I really like to take a holistic approach, regardless of what capacity you work with me when um, we are working on gut health. It's not just about food. I like to look, you know, at mind, body, spirit and incorporate a lot of mindful and intuitive eating principles into working on your gut. So I really want to help people, you know, the, with that long term, you know, I don't want it to just be like, oh, I did it, you know, for 30 days and some, you know, something happened and now I fell off the wagon. Now I really want to give you guys strategies so that you can find easy ways to incorporate healthy living into your life. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be running the group program again. I'm going to, you know, see how this goes, get feedback, probably tweak it and run again. So, you can always join my email list and each week I send out recipes like this whole week I sent this morning I sent out a bunch of zucchini recipes because everything like zucchinis are everywhere right now <laughs> that's so perfect so and definitely a nice theme to fodum fall coming up soon huh yeah I know and I was like oh my gosh yeah zucchini, I, um yeah zucchini is everywhere and I just uh if too like if you go on my Instagram um there's a zucchini zucchini bread smoothie recipe pretty good you guys can try that 
Yum. Well, Amanda, thanks for your time. This is going to be awesome. Anytime you have any upcoming news, please reach us so we can blast it on our end. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Thank you for joining us this week on Mom's Time Out Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, IrvineMomsNetwork.com, and where you can subscribe to our show, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, RSS, so you'll never miss us. While you're at it, if you find value in our show, please give us a rating and let us know what you're thinking and simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out too. Thank you so much. Please be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. 